Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. Hello friends. Today we are doing another checkup on ourselves. So we will just dive into what we are facing at the moment, what we're working on with our yogic life and just life in general. Uh, what's yes. happening? What yes. are you working on? Well, it's interesting. I, I do like when we have this this topic because it makes me stop and, and back up and say, you know, look at things from a bigger picture, um, mm -hmm. which I guess you don't always do naturally every day. Um, and summer has begun, uh, not officially, we're not officially in the summer season from a calendar perspective, but my kids finished school, um, about 10 days ago or so. Mm. So we've had one full week out of school and, um, historically since I began meditating a few years ago, summer comes and my meditation just either disappears, unfortunately, or goes way off track. And when I began meditating, um, you know, I was just learning about everything and I hadn't really um, assimilated and, and incorporated all the teachings that I had learned. And of course, you know, I'm still doing that. I've, I'm not perfect at, at my practice by any means, but... Um, Happily, I can report I am still meditating, at least. <laughs> so I have that going Good for news. me. <laughs> yeah. But the past few summers, um, if I can even meditate like once a week, that's the best I can do because um, I had been living in Italy for four years. This is the first summer that I've um, not had to break away from my everyday routine and then go and stay at my dad and stepmom's house with my kids. That's what I've done the last few years we leave Italy, we come back to America for four or five weeks, and we're staying with my dad and stepmom. I'm sleeping in a room with my two kids, and there really was never a good quote-unquote quote, unquote, time uh, to meditate because I was never really by myself, and um, and that was okay. There was, you know, that was what I guess I needed at that time, um, and now, you know, we we just flowed right into summer without having that big disturbance where we pack up and we go somewhere else and we're in really close quarters. But I have signed my kids up for all these summer activities because they wanted to. My son is really, really interested in soccer right now. So he has a lot of soccer camps. My daughter has found a lot of camps that she wants to do. And I am spending a lot of time in the car. Take I, the camp that Hayden, my son, is going to this week. Um, it takes me just under an hour to get there and back, and I have to do that twice a day. Um, and then, you know, typically if one is doing camp, the other is at home with me. So usually during the school year, um, they both go to school, my husband goes to work, and then I meditate. And I can kind of do that more or less as long as I want. You know, of course, I have other things that come up during the day that I have to account for. But because 
I feel like I'm either in transportation mode or entertainment mode (laughs) with my kids right now. Um, So far, I have found um, that I am having to squeeze in meditation, but the difference in the growth that I'm noticing compared to previous years is that when I look ahead at, at the day that's coming, I am saying, okay, I know that by the time I get back from Tate, from whatever it is, whatever drop off needs to happen in the morning, I'm not going to have time to meditate properly. I may have a few minutes, but I'm not going to be able to do it properly. So I wake up earlier and I'm making that time a much, a much more concentrated effort this, uh, this summer. And of course, again, you know, I'm, I'm waking up early, but it, it still is making my meditation shorter than normal. Um, and that's something that I am not struggling with, but, um, I've accepted it, but it's not to say, I don't want it to sound like, oh, it's fine. And, you know, this is, um, how I want it to be, you know, I, I do accept it, but I, I feel that I want to do better. I want to be doing it a little bit longer. Um, and I recognize that I am losing, um, some of my, some of my forward progress because of that. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, you know, you and I both are part of a virtual community that we um, participate in and we lead some um, satsangs through that too. And um, somebody in that group is is doing longer meditations on the weekend, like a three-hour meditation. And it's something that I haven't been able to do yet because it keeps happening when I have family things going on. But I'm really wondering if... if if I can finally make one of those, if that's going to help me to just have, because in, in our teachings that we follow, they do talk about the importance of a, a longer meditation and, um, you know, once a week going longer and just has not practically worked out for me lately. Um, but I'm hoping that if I, I, I'm thinking that in two weeks time, I'll be able to join that. And I'm hoping that I will feel like a bigger depth um, I feel like as a result of not being able to dedicate as much time to my practice, I, um, I, I feel the result has been a little bit of my, um, the devotional piece to it, like the feeling more of a depth in my meditations, um, feeling like a connection to a higher power, that kind of thing I feel is what is, um, is not, I feel like that's kind of lacking a bit because of the, I think that's right now an impact of not being able to have as much time. So for me, go ahead. Yeah. I I was just curious, like, do you react? We can get to me soon, uh, but I tend to react sometimes when I put expectations on how much I want to meditate and then life kids Mm-hmm. anything changes that like do you manage to meet it calmly or well with I feel like I have calmness as far as um 
okay, I'm not going to be able to, you know, about when it comes to the meditation, that fact of having shorter meditations, I'm calm about that. But like, I I feel like maybe my um, patience is shorter in general right now because of uh, not going into stillness for as long as I'm used to. So for instance, this morning, my son, um, you know, I had to get him to his soccer camp and um, he and I were butting heads a lot this morning, just of like um, kind of snapping at each other. And um, I feel like I was snappier than usual with him, you know, and, and not as patient where I was just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, yeah, not as patient. And there are other things that could be, um, you know, accounting for that. There could be hormonal reasons that could be um, factoring into that as well. But I definitely noticed like, and he was like, why are you so grumpy? And um, so <laughs> certainly um, it's not helping <laughs> in that situation, uh, which is to be expected. You know, I know what meditation does to the brain and the calmness that it, it, mm-hmm. it has on the emotions. So like I say, you know, this isn't, I feel like I enjoy forward progress. So I like to feel that I'm I'm making progress and I'm putting past habits behind me and moving mm-hmm. forward. And I do recognize that I am putting myself in a position with this, uh, that I am uh, not going to, I'm not moving in that direction the way that I would like to be, if that makes sense. I just want to comment here and when you spoke about longer meditation and then of course what is long meditation is always relative Mm. so three hours might really feel like an eternity if your regular meditation is 10 minutes so Mm -hmm. if you're meditating 10 minutes usually maybe doing 40 minutes is very long so just to give some relativity to that absolutely that's a good point It is good sometimes, just like if you're doing any sport and you're pushing the body to get strength in your muscles, you have to push yourself sometimes, but still also we want to have a good memory of meditation, so don't push yourself too far out of your, uh, what do you say, ability, current ability. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a balance because um, I, my experience with having a longer meditation, if I know it's way, way longer than what I normally do, um, I find I have a lot of restlessness for, for a much longer time because I feel like it takes me, like I have forever to rein it in. You know, it feels like, oh, I'll focus at some point. And, um, so that's something that I always have to overcome when it comes to a longer meditation is just that, um, psychological feeling of like, oh, it'll come, I've got tons of time. And then I don't like, I don't focus as well or efficiently as I normally would. But Mm. so I hope on the next check-in that I can say, yeah, I had that lull in the summer and I, I, you know, I overcame it by blank (laughs) and I can share that but right now I have to go through that lull I guess and um and so we will we will continue to monitor and see how things go but um I'm I'd love to hear where you are with everything right now well when we were talking about this and I was thinking what am I really working with at the moment and it's kind of similar not really but what I'm really struggling with is uh a toddler with um, 
in English you call it uh, terrible too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a wonderful age, but yeah, there is a lot of um, fluidity. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have to. Yeah. You, I'm really trying to routinize my life because you can really. Um, what is he? It's very beneficial for your yogic lifestyle or life in general. You don't mm-hmm. have to be living the yogic lifestyle, but to get your meditation and your yoga. And I want to f- eating right food and cooking at home is important for me. And to get all that in, you need to routinize your life. I also recently went to see an Ayurvedic um, practitioner which really was interesting. So, And I know according to the elements I have a lot in me and are imbalanced currently, it is extra important to routinize your life. So, so you I'm, mean um, like to make a routine? Yeah. Say, okay. So you're trying to bring a more routine into everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean so, to... Well, dis- I, I can mention like, for example, I have uh, currently... Vata imbalance, so for those who know Ayurveda, it's a very airy element. Mm -hmm. So when there's a lot of change and you want to do many things at the same time, and you can help that by creating a routine in your life. And so you can still do all those things, but you (laughs) need to actually, you need to work a little bit on it. And so you're not just here and there and there and there, and then you don't accomplish anything because you're all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to work on that and eating the right kind of food which will help to balance that out and also to um, get some creativity going because Vata energy is very related to our creative energy. So I'm trying to go back to the childhood in me. I was a very creative child and then you grow up and I studied law and I think I lost a bit of that. Mm -hmm. Not I didn't lose it, but I didn't really... You buried it a little bit? (laughs) I didn't give space for it to prioritize it. And Mm -hmm. that's also something which I can use with Iris. So it's a very nice thing to do. My walls at home look um, like a a canvas itself, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just life for now. But... That, you know, the reason I asked you about your reaction is because that's really something I'm working with because I it was the other day, two nights ago, and I was trying to put Iris to sleep, which usually happens around eight or nine. And it, she was just like a, I don't know, she was high on energy and wouldn't fall asleep until 1030. Mm. The thing is here in Scandinavia, we have very, very bright nights. So, yes. you know, the sun doesn't set until around midnight nowadays so of course that affects her there's so much energy and it's hard to relax when there is no darkness yeah Um, but for me it was like hey this is my meditation time and then so no I was expecting the meditation Mm. and then I get stressed because I know it's going to be late and when I put her to sleep it's going to be very late and I sit and either do a stress meditation or sometimes I just fall asleep and then I tend to be a little bit hard on myself it's like oh no oh no I missed my meditation that's not the right attitude you know these things happen and also especially being a parent they're like 
that's a great service we are doing in our life. Mm-hmm. To so I'm trying to tune in to you know how can I use everything that I am learning through yoga, meditation, Ayurveda, and apply it in the in that moment with Iris and trying to be more more of a friend, more of a uh, a creative. Yeah, creative friend to her. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I meet her? Like, she's not being that way because, she, well, she wants to test me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wants to try the boundaries. But I also think there is a reason why she tries things. And so we can meet and harmonize our relationship through it rather than, you know, as you said, um, snapping. Well, we don't really snap because she's quite tiny but mm-hmm. have this tension mm-hmm. yeah mm. that's beautiful and it's interesting a couple of things that you said um resonated with me because you talk basically what what I hear you saying is like you're you're wanting to use motherhood as like your your sadhana your practice your um your spiritual practice, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that being myself through it. Yes. And, and, um, I remember Sanjan, which was one of our teachers. Um, he would talk about how, when you're a parent, your family is your sadhana. And, you know, that's really important. I do hear from time to time, people talking about, uh, you know, they get inspired by reading about some renunciate or something who gave up everything and, um, you know, they, they're tempted to just go run and live in an ashram and <laughs> leave all their worldly life behind them, but their parents and their, or their spouses or, you know, and, and so they have, um, they already have work in progress. You know, they already have (laughs) spiritual work right in front of them. And if they were to abandon that work, um, they would be, you know, if you want to think of it karmically, they'd be accruing bad karma from that because they're abandoning these, this work that depends on them, that they're integral to, they'd have a detrimental effect on the people that they support and who are expecting them to be there and support them. And um, so it is a very important point to think about that, that, you know, we do Mm. have work to do and we can't, although meditation, yoga, and, you know, our spiritual lives are incredibly important, um, but we also need to be sure that we are acknowledging and consciously putting energy into those uh, relationships that are so important, uh, you know, with our family. And, um, mm-hmm. and the other thing that you mentioned that uh, sparked in me something that I wanted to mention was that um, those ways to kind of connect with ourselves, with, with our inner world outside of meditation. So, when when it's not practical for me to meditate or I haven't meditated as long as I want to, which is most of the time these days, um, I try to remember throughout the day to bring my awareness within. Even if I'm driving, if I find a quiet moment and I can't meditate, I, I bring my awareness to the breath and I just quietly watch the breath going up and down and try to connect to my core, do some deep breathing, try to um, 
connect. Just try to remember that I'm more than this body and this personality. Um, try to call on a higher power and just, you know, just connect and um, try to keep things alive in that way outside of meditation. For me right now, that's very important because I don't mm. feel that I'm trying, that I'm getting to spend as much time as I want to in meditation. So those are like little practical things that I'm trying to do to make as much use as I can out of the time that I am spending mm. not meditating. <laughs> yeah, because there's a huge difference between not doing like if you dedicate yourself and you know that yoga, meditation, everything benefits you and you're not doing it out of laziness because, you know, we can come up with many reasons why we can't. And like if we choose to be on the sofa instead, well, then that's a choice. But as you said, if it is really family duties, work duties, well, if you're doing everything you can and then the day just flows by and you don't really get that opportunity even if you have tried if you're open and creative and try to find that time but you don't get that time well then you did as much as you could and then you just have to as you said bring in some breathing exercises when you can perhaps this might sound absurd to someone who's not so far on the yogic path like mm. and not in a weird way but just like becoming aware of your breath and um, perhaps you you would use one of the mantras or a mantra from the meditation technique, just mm -hmm. to work with yourself and, as you said, still be centered, even if you can't, like, officially sit down for as long on your meditation, in your meditation pillow, wherever you choose, where you have your meditation space. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And that's where, um, you know, mindfulness practices, too, are valuable because in the mindfulness tradition, you're really just bringing your conscious awareness to the moment, to what are, what are you doing? If you're brushing your teeth, brush your teeth and be consciously aware mm. of brushing your teeth. And that puts emphasis on certain parts of your brain that, um, you know, overpower the, uh, the lesser parts you know, the, the limbic system, for example, the more primitive parts of the brain, you're still able to strengthen those more evolved parts of the brain when you're bringing conscious awareness to what you're doing, you're strengthening your energy field as well. Um, mm. And in that vein, you know, in our tradition, we put a lot of emphasis on the spiritual eye, bringing our awareness to the spiritual eye. And that's something that we do in meditation. Um, we really focus our concentration at that point, but that's also something that you can be doing throughout the day. The teachings suggest that, you know, to really connect with somebody while you're listening to somebody, try to feel energetically that you're connecting with them at their spiritual eye. So you're focusing on your spiritual eye and you're kind of trying to connect with their spiritual eye, with their, and that just represents like your higher, your highest consciousness connecting with their highest consciousness. So again, these are, you know, things that you can be doing as you're interacting with the world. Again, you know, you're driving down the street, you can bring your energy up to the spiritual eye. If this is something that you, you know, if these words make sense with your practice, then, you know, that's something that you can do. And, and otherwise mm -hmm. you just disregard what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Yeah, and interesting how we both were on the same page with our practice and with this checkup 
ended up to be about. Because when we did the first course, the final class, the first, yeah, you learn a little bit about the energy of the body and the background of yoga. We learned the technique and so on. And then the final class in the first, learn to meditate, which we did. Yeah, we did it at the same time, mm -hmm. right? We did. Uh, we did. We didn't know of each other at that time. But anyway, so the final class is how to bring the meditation into daily life. So that is mm. the end goal. Right. That is what we're always trying to. We meditate so we can connect. You know, as you say, you're starting to lose that calmness and that stillness. It's because, yeah, it's harder to tap into it when we're always rushing, always doing. Mm -hmm. So we know the need for stopping to just be. Mm -hmm. And that's where we connect inward and then we bring that out to our family, to our to our workplace, or wherever we go. Mm -hmm. And but the further we go, we we might not have as much time to actually be. Sometimes we just have to practice on being while doing. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. No, it does. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. It's not like if you really want to. Um, dedicate yourself to a yogic lifestyle and meditation it's not an excuse to avoid meditation but when the life just happens and you don't have it there just try and find other ways to incorporate what you have learned uh, I guess right and that's it's that's the key the, <laughs> it is and and that's a great point because at the end of the day um, everything is a gift. I, and that's one of my favorite ways to look at things. You know, when I'm teaching a class and there's background noise and there almost always is, you know, there's some unexpected noise because we are sharing space with the world, you know, there's noise outside the building and it comes in and I try to say like, everything is a gift, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, so when I'm guiding a meditation and, and there's, you know, a, a, somebody outside the door talking on their cell phone, you know, I just try to remind people everything is a gift. You have exactly what you need right now. And um, it's the same, you know, this, this time is a gift in even though it's not what I would choose. Um, it's a gift too. And it reminds me of something that Elizabeth Gilbert um, talked about she was the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and I heard her on being interviewed, and she was talking about the, the ashram she was in in India. Somebody who worked there, uh, or maybe she was even a nun, um, had, you know, so she spent a lot of time in meditation. She That was her whole world, and she had to leave to go to, I want to say to go to a funeral, but she had to go back to where she was from, maybe America or Europe or wherever she was from. Mm -hmm. And when she came back, she was so frazzled. She was so impacted by the outer world, and and she was just tense and angry, and um, and she was like really needing to get back to the ashram because she was so out of whack. And Elizabeth's point was like, in meditation, like it shouldn't take the ashram. You should it should you should be able to carry it with you and engage mm -hmm. with the out outer world with grace, and. Um, so it, it shouldn't be that the ashram's the magic, you know, it should be that after all that time, you'd integrated it more inwardly and you could be, you know, less affected by the things happening in the outer world. 
Um, and that's the goal. You know, we're all, and we're all a work in progress. And part of the um, practice is compassion for ourselves too, and what, what we're capable of and, and um, trying and seeing and taking stock and then seeing how we can do better. So mm. I think that's a beautiful way to close it. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you for sharing. It was Thank great you. to catch up. And Good luck. Um, Yeah, you too. (laughs) And thank you for joining. Please subscribe. And uh, we look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm -hmm.